getting closer and closer to the first quarter of the season being done. 18 games will be that marker. Right now, Jazz are at 10. Give you takes from the weekend and also happy Niall Campbell Monday on utahjazz.com round ball roundup. I'm JP Chunga. Everybody's going to talk about the 25 threes against Milwaukee. And yes, if you listen to the show, you know about three-point frequency. How many of those shots total were threes? 53%. You already looked it up. The big takeaway for me, and you can make broader and bigger paintbrush motions after quarter of the season where you fall in and out of love with the lineup where you fall in and out of love with your team and that's where you see a lot of transactions happened the takeaway from me from the weekend was how good the bigs are how impressive the bigs for the jazz can be look at the way that they played against milwaukee which has brooke lopez who stretches you out wide Giannis, who's attacking the rim well we saw 16 possessions of Derek and Rudy Gobert out on the floor. And you want to know what their defensive rating was? 86.7. That according to Gleaning the Glass. The next game, they came out and out-rebounded the Pistons 63-39. to And Detroit throws out three bigs at a time. You had Jeremy Grant. You have Plumlee, Blake Griffin, Isaiah Stewart. They out-rebounded them 63-39. to And the game before, out-rebounded Milwaukee 50-45. to That bodes well for when you think back to what Dennis Lindsay said and he brought up the Lakers as a team with this build and foundation in mind. Lakers play Gasol, AD together. They also have a lineup of Trez and AD together. And if you just watch L.A., how huge they are. This bodes well. The fact that they can play these two bigs on the floor and still get it done. Derrick and Rudy work, and you see it not only in those counting stats and the way that they play defense, but just watch one of them individually on the floor. They didn't play as much together against Detroit, but you could see the individual things that they do. Defending the rim, rolling to the rim, cohesion in understanding their role. That's huge in getting exactly what you want to do. Super impressed with the way that they played. Threes get the headlines, bigs rule the day. The other thing, Joe's Ironman streak started with the Browns out of the playoffs, and it ends once the Browns are in the playoffs. All told, 384 regular season games. Over 400 if you count everything else. Joe's a great story. He started out as just an Aussie, trying to make it in the NBA. After years in Europe, playing with Barcelona, playing all across the globe, he gets cut. Then he signs with Utah, and he finds himself away into a rotation. Amazing. Finding the right landing spot. Quinn Snyder is his coach. He's allowed to operate, facilitate, and instigate him against Paul George. A lot to admire for the streak. And I'm sure it's going to start up a new one for him after he dealt with a sore Achilles. Pour one out for the streak. Drink one up as he starts another. Okay, let's get to Niall Campbell. UtahJazz.com. 
going through all the hot topics with this team. Have you covered for what we have in store on utahjazz.com? As always, make sure to subscribe. Five-star reviews, that's all I ask of you. Find us iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcasts. Find us also on the Jazz app. Celebrate with me. Happy Nile Monday. I take the photos, but now it's like a real foodie knows how to also like not only eat food, but make it. And so we're getting there. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, three days of nothing and I kind of miss it now. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm going through a relapse. Not a relapse, but I'm going through something now where I'm like, withdrawals? I kind of wish. Yeah, withdrawals. I kind of miss, I miss the juices a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I lost five pounds. Oh, wow. Um, and now I'm about to head, it's pretty much all water weight, but I'm about to head to the gym um, once we wrap this. So yeah, that's my juice cleanse. Fun weekend. Most challenging part, was it thinking that you could eat and then realizing I'm still on the juice cleanse? I said that, but I, but really it was the beet juice. Like that was- Okay, so the, the beet juice was the, the most challenging yeah. part. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to like say that because, you know, but that's, if I'm being, if we could be real on this, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was the most challenging part. Keep it funky on Round Ball Roundup <laughs> on utahjazz.com. What did you think about Mie's album? You got to talk to him, and I'm looking forward to him being on the Instagram Lives. What did you make of that album? Yeah, so the album is out, um, and it is it's, – it, I love the album because, one, it's called Lost Angels. <laughs> Lost Angels. You can find it anywhere you get albums, Spotify – also on Apple Music, TGF Prince is the artist, and you'll be able to find Lost Angels. I was very surprised um, because I didn't expect this sound from him. Um, it's, you know, never speaking to me, really, to listen to this album. I'm like, okay, he has some skills. I found out that he used to act, so now that makes sense to why he probably can go and become a, a lyricist. He, can, he likes to tell stories in his music. And you can tell that his West Coast influence was definitely, you know, in the tracks. Uh, do I have any favorites? He likes to, um, he has a few samples. He likes to sample like, you know, older music, 90s kind of vibes, um, or that might've been 80s. I've got to look that up. Uh, I think, cause I think that was Tierra Murray. Um, Tina Marie. So I liked it. What do you think? I, I was surprised how high the production value was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be and sound so clean. You think, oh, basketball player thinks he can be a rapper. It's going to be lo-fi quality. This is actually pretty well produced, sound very uh, professionally mixed. And it sounded as if this could be anybody walking down the street who who's also a rapper this wasn't basketball player slash rapper i was impressed by the production values of this and especially as somebody who listens to audio all day every single waking moment i'm listening to a podcast or i'm listening to some sort of bit to get inspiration inspiring the fact that the production value was so high when you said it i thought when when because rudy the issue the thing is what happened was rudy posted that mia had an album and when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe it's like Mie's cousin or like something like that. Yeah. I didn't think it was him. 
And then I get a text from you and I was like, oh, this is him. So I go and I listen to it and I was like, wow, this is actually like a body of work. It's like a, it's a real EP. It's a, a mixtape or whatever you would say. And I was very, I was surprised like you. I was like, wow. So he actually, this isn't just something that he just was like, hey, let me do it because I'm bored in quarantine. This is like, no, this is a body of work that I want to flow together from A to B or A to Z. And um, yeah, so for that, like coming into it, not really knowing much about this rap career and this other life that he lives or this Hannah Montana life that he's living, <laughs> um, it was pretty cool to see, see the talent. When I'm listening to these songs, you could hear that it was Mia Yoni, but you also could hear the lyricism and how he's trying to develop his own voice as a rapper. A lot of the times when somebody gets behind a mic, they're doing a bad impression of somebody. I didn't hear necessarily anyone that he was trying to overly impersonate while he was on yeah. the mic. And I thought that was refreshing. It was very much his own because there was no other rappers that I could think that he sounded like, but I still got that West Coast vibe. And you could hear influences. You could hear Weekend in there. I could hear... I heard YG a little bit with one of the songs. It was like, yeah. why you all dance? I forget what song that was, but yeah. I could hear a little bit of Childish in there, to be completely Ooh. honest. Oh, I could see that with like the, like, especially with the samples that he chose to use within the yeah. songs. They were influences. They weren't ripoffs. It, it sounded, yeah. it still sounded original, which I think is very encouraging for him because you're starting in a lane where maybe you want to use your basketball prowess and no he's saying i'm going off on this name that nobody should know that the only reason that you figured it out is because rudy posted it yeah and the thing is what what i was gonna call him prince but what mia said um <laughs> on our conversation today he was just like there's so many layers to who he is to his story and to to his journey and to how he got to who he is so that he could be a mentor and influence um to anyone really and and to show that, that he's not just one dynamic he's he's multiple um, there's multiple sides of who Mia is. And that really excited me. And so we're definitely going to bring him back so that Jazz Nation can get to know him. Um, maybe talk the album, but also talk some of his other interests. I think there's a lot more to learn about Mia. Well, I'm glad you were able to get a little bit of the skinny on Mia because he has a bright future in the NBA playing with his team, but also apparently in the rap game alongside yeah. his music pursuits. The reason you were talking to these players, MLK Day. Sadly, the Jazz are not playing on Monday, which is the day that MLK Day is recognized on, January 18th. They're playing on the 19th, but they're actually playing, fun fact, they're actually playing on Martin Luther King Jr.'s actual birthday, which is January 15th. Um, and they're playing the Hawks. And if you guys remember, the Hawks have jerseys that say MLK on it. And so I think it's really cool that they're, playing the Hawks. Um, really excited for that to be played on Martin Luther King Jr.'s actual birthday. Um, but on MLK Day, um, we plan to release some things on social where we really kind of dive in deep to some of Dr. King's other speeches besides I Have a Dream. Um, you know, I did some research and I pulled quotes from um, some of his other phenomenal speeches, letters that he wrote. Um, and I talked to a few players and the players are going to break it down and we're going to discuss it. We had a real candid conversations on Zoom. Wish I could post the entire conversation. Um, but yeah, it was a really great uh, conversation. Mie was one of the guys that um, did the quote, that read the quotes for me. Um, and I'm excited to put this piece out. So we'll be working on that. 
to go up next Monday. Yeah, it's coming. It's January is actually going fast. It, we're already January midway is, through. January is usually not like this fast. Usually it's like January is the, the length of February, March, April, and May. But January is actually moving pretty fast um, this go around. But yeah, so that's going to go up next week. I'm really excited about that. Um, I think we had some, I think you're going to get some great insight again to, to how some of these players think. Um, and yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll come out next week. MLK day is such a huge, huge, huge moment for the NBA where you just have games all day long. They're talking about MLK who, if you're just asking my personal opinion, one of our greatest Americans ever, a person who, who led and did things affect change at the highest of levels. And finally, it's, it's a moment to reflect. And if we're looking at the NBA, it is unapologetically black. And this is a celebration of this man who was about this culture and figuring out a way to get the same rights that every single human is deserved of. And Finally, gets his spotlight, and the NBA has been a huge uh, backer of it. I'm glad that the guys get a get a chance to talk about it, even though they aren't playing on that very day that it's going to be celebrated. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you say that because when I was having these conversations, for some reason, it didn't really hit me how special of a moment that is for them. Right? Um, we don't know their full stories of how the you know you you know the stories of how some people grew up, right? Um, you know, some people you know had to deal with some struggles. There were ups and there were downs. Others, you know, everyone comes from different backgrounds, right? Um, but they all have this greater purpose that they're playing in the NBA. And um, their journeys are also powerful and unique in their own. And I think it wasn't until I was really having these conversations today, how that must feel, right? To to look back at your journey and to see like, you're literally, literally living a dream, right? And you're literally living, you know, what Dr. King and so many of our other ancestors that, that go unnamed that we may not know um, that have come before us, that have fought for us to be in these positions of power, to be in these positions, to really voice our, our, voice our concerns and voice our opinions on things. And so for players to be able to play on that day, to wear his jersey, to wear his name, um, and to really just just exercise, you know, that freedom of speech that, you know, some of us take for granted. And um, it's very interesting to, to have those conversations today. I was sitting there and I was like, wow, like, I don't really know your journey fully. You can read on paper, but you didn't have to go, you didn't go through it. And so I can only imagine how it feels to be in their shoes and to have that opportunity to play on MLK Day. So unfortunately, the Jazz are not playing on MLK Day, but they are playing the day after. The, jer- the shirts will still be worn. MLK will still be honored. And um, we're, yeah, we're just going to continue to do our best to continue to live out his legacy. Because uh, it's, it's important. It was important then. And it's so important now to carry out his legacy. From the serious to the not so serious. Are we talking about the kilt? Yeah, we have to talk about the kilt. I saw it right when it was posted, and I thought, perfect Niall Campbell Monday content. What was your thoughts on the kilt? I went, as soon as the kilt was posted, I went to our, I went to our doc and wrote it in. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it in immediately. Um, no, we have to talk about the kilt. I was so sad because I wanted to talk to Jordan today to talk about the kilt, but we will have a conversation about that kilt and those sneakers and sandals. I mean, in the slipper, in the sandals and socks. Um, the kilt. 
Waz put it perfectly last time when he was on. If you listen to Round Ball Roundup, you know Jordan Clarkson, he's here for this, okay? He doesn't care that this is the macho, manly man industry of basketball where you're supposed to act and dress a certain way. No, he's going to show up in a kilt. He's going to show up in a way that you did not expect Jordan Clarkson to show up, just like when he wore a purse ahead of Heat against Cavs last year before he joined this Jazz team. He's going to continue to surprise you, and the kilt was a perfect encapsulation of that. Dig the look. It was a lot of patterns, and it may, may not win awards, but earns the respect of round ball roundup. <laughs> That's for sure. Did you pull it up? You pulled it up right now? I pulled up the purse. I pulled up the purse. The purse is right in front of his, his yeah. chest. Yeah, he's walking in. Uh, and and mind you, South Beach, a place where you want to flex. So it makes complete sense that he would wear that there. Yeah, but it's so great. Like, it's like a, uh, it's like a pouch. I like what he did. It's this almost is- a pouch in front of himself. He's like a kangaroo. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, well, yeah. So, no, I agree. I think the kilt was very JC fashion. And <laughs> I, I'm going to get into kilts one day. Let's just say that. You're going to get I'm, in the kilt. Maybe. I might get in the kilt one day. Who knows? I think Jordan has now inspired me. Maybe I might dress up as JC for Halloween next year. Who knows? <laughs> JC might not be someone who sh- you should try to go at as far as trying in your everyday fashion lifestyle. Someone can probably tell, not your style, my man, or not your style because you're trying to go and try a little bit too hard. Halloween, when everybody's trying hard, I think that might be a perfect. I think I've got my pick. Remind me that next year when I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to dress up as. <laughs> it's a good jazz-related uh, Halloween costume idea. We could so- all dressed up as players, but I choose Jordan Clarkson. only walk-ins you can only do walk-ins of players okay i don't want only walk-ins i don't want you to to wear just jersey shorts no easy that's a cop-out try to be these guys walking in uh on the on the red carpet so to speak jazz about to take on the wizards that coming up on wednesday you have wizards ties i have to ask you what are the emotions that you're going to have after you see tomorrow's game against Cleveland and then quick turnaround as they take on a team that you have so many connections to? Yeah. Um, well, first, I just want to say, like, for the Wizards, they, they lost a really important player um, in Thomas Bryant, who unfortunately um, tours ACL. Um, and so just want to, you know, just send my love out to the team for that because that was a, a crucial a crucial part of their core um, and wishing them the best. But do I wish them the best against the Jazz? No, because my ties are not. No, I love the Wizards. I always will absolutely love the Wizards. That's the hometown team. It's it's bittersweet. I'm really sad that Corona is a thing because I would have loved to have gone back and um, walked in the arena and walked in on the other side of the arena um, as a Jazz employee. And in my role now, I have to probably wait another year to do that. So I'm kind of sad that I won't be able to do that. Um, But I'm excited. I'm excited to see them face off. The Jazz, I believe, came back. Well, no, they did. They came back from victory 
um, from being down. They came back from being down last time they played the Wizards in Washington. Um, I think the Wizards, at least at least they were up the first two quarters. I remember something where I was like, wow, the Wizards are really showing out. And then the Jazz just did, did we did what we had to do. <laughs> but I wasn't part of the Jazz then, so I couldn't say what they um but yeah so i'm excited to see the jazz play the wizards i'm excited um i honestly just want the jazz to finish up this road trip on a high end and so facing off against the cav and the wizard the Cavs and the wizards i'm really hoping that it will be two wins um because you know the the road trip it started off on a high then went down it was kind of you know it was down for for two games and then we came back with some great victories so it'll be cool to just kind of end it out um but yeah, I'm sad. I wish I could be there, but I'm also excited. It's weird. It's a weird little feeling. I can't where, would, where would you be during the games in your previous with Wizards game day? Where would you be watching the game from? On the court. I would be right on the court. So I was game presentation. So I was literally every game I had to deliver. I had the fans to deliver the game ball. So I was responsible for game ball, anthem, um, other things that happen on the court. I was usually right down on the court. Are you and like then, off to the side in one of those uh, entrance areas? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, so there's like a, there was a game yeah. presentation cubby hole, but yeah. because I worked yeah. directly with the host, the way that we had our host, um, I'm not sure if it's the same way, but the host would usually just have hits in the 100 levels. And so I would just be sitting wherever in the 100s, or sometimes you get lucky. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you want to call it lucky, but sometimes if there's not a lot of people in the seat, you can sit like <laughs> you're sitting right by the, the court. Um, <laughs> so I was there most of the time. And then, um, you know, after games, I told you I would go and I would do player interviews. Yeah. So um, wasn't really allowed to do that, but it's all part of the hustle, guys. Um, and I would go do player interviews after. So I got to see all sides of the court, but I know everyone in the arena because I worked directly in game presentation. So I know all the ushers. I know security. I know the people that were cooking the food. I know just about everyone, the sound people, the sound engineers, tech, everyone, broadcast engineers, everyone from the top to the bottom because I was all around creating the game presentation experience. Would you have an opportunity to watch the game or are you so locked in on, on the focus game presentations? No, I could never, I could watch the game. I mean, like you're watching, you're watching 30 second increments. I'm sure I'm not, I'm sure you're there and and you get to see bits and pieces, but it's not like you're watching in depth, sitting in your seat, rooting on the, the wizards. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I honestly can't even do that with the jazz right now because I'm running around doing the social media. Um, Usually it's kind of the same thing. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that I could sit down a little bit more because the fourth quarter, you never know what's going to happen. And so there's not as many hits. So if you're sitting next to an arena host, you're listening on headsets too. If the game's really close, then you're definitely watching the game because you want to know if you're bringing out t-shirts, if you're bringing out whatever the fans if you're doing a dance cam, if the host is about to do a live hit of get ready, get set, something like that. Um, so those were the things. So I was always watching when it came down to the fourth quarter, um, but usually not like the first three quarters. I could, I would, I mean, me being such a basketball head, I would always like, you know, try to look um, and watch as much as I can, but now nah, I'm too much in it. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much to pay attention to. You can't, yeah, it's you, you can't have eyes in the back of your head to also check out the game while you're no. doing it. She'll be watching her former team that she was a part of for how many years? For three seasons, because this is my fourth season. Yeah, three seasons. 
three seasons with the Wizards, the Zards. Yeah. Am I a vet now? Like me being on a different team? So if we're looking at it salary cap wise, not to put on my nerd hat, (laughs) GM. I would be making, Jonathan and I would be making the same amount of money. You have your full bird rights. If you get extended, you would be eligible for the max. So yeah. But technically, so Donovan's in his fourth year. Cause I have to, I have to base it off of him because we both entered at the same time. Um, but you switched it, teams. Yeah. So I'm saying I would have technically. So you would lose mm, those bird rights. Not to. I would have lost, be making something, but I, yeah, no. It'd be a good contract. Fine. Fine. Enough contract. A, yeah. It would be a fine contract, but it's not the same. It's not superstar money. Yeah, not super max money. Okay, you're right. So I can't really base it off of Donovan because I switched teams. I exercised my free agency. Nio, thank you so much. Happy Nio Canada wait, Monday. Wait, wait, what wait. What's last? What do you got? What, what? We did not bring up Joe Ingalls. Joe? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he had an Iron Man streak that was broken. Yeah, we have to give him, we have to just send our love to Joe. For all that he did. For 384 games and 418, including playoffs, this man was Iron Man to the fullest. I'm surprised he was able to do that and also have twins. Being a dad to those kids, playing with them every single day, that can wear on you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we have to give Joe, um, you know, it was a great run, and, and we appreciate you. <laughs> and, and we were sad to see it end, but at the end of the day, it's okay. Because we just want you healthy, Joe. We just want a healthy Joe. Um, and so that's all that really matters. But I just felt like we had to bring this up. It wouldn't be Niall Campbell Mondays <laughs> if we didn't give Joe his proper uh, love. Joe's so curmudgeonly, he doesn't even want to be mentioned on a podcast, I bet. He has his own podcast. He'll talk about it there. Ingles Insight. Subscribe, like, listen to the previous episodes they had on Quinn Snyder. Also, uh, Ty Burrell of Modern Family was on an episode. Listen to those. You get all the information on Joe. He'll probably talk about his streak then. Okay. All right, JP. You can close me out now. (laughs) Happy Niall Campbell Monday. Thank you, JP. (laughs) 